Greetings and welcome to this edition of One for the Road. I'm joined as always in studio by my good friend Bob Carter. I'm Randy Schlichting, your host, and we are both joined together today in studio by Jay McDivitt. Jay's been around Perimeter forever. I think 17, 18, 19 years. He doesn't look a day older, but he has been around here for many, many, many years. So we're excited to have him in studio today just to talk about discipleship. Now, some of you might think, I've heard about discipleship before. I know the ins and outs of teams based on the journey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to encourage you to listen in because I think Jay's going to share some new perspectives with you on what discipleship is and what it isn't. And maybe help us all go to the heart of what we're really trying to do as we uh, lead men in discipleship, look for new leaders, those type of things. So sit back, relax. If you're driving, as always, keep your eyes on the road and enjoy this edition of One for the Road. Working across the hall from you, knowing your heart, your love for discipleship. Tell us, tell us, you know, what it is that uh, specifically job description-wise you do here at the church regarding your specific ministry. Hmm. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Randy, appreciate it. Uh, I kind of like to see myself as a guy in the trenches. Uh, when, during worship services, a fellow shared with me that it took him six weeks to get the nerve to click off more information for men's discipleship hmm. on a keeping in touch panel that we turn in during the offertory. And I remember how I uh, experienced that thinking, if it took him six weeks to get the nerve to ask for help, then that guy deserves a phone call on Monday. And uh, years ago, I committed to following up on every lead, every referral, and every indicated interest, whether it's online or through pastors and whatever, that that guy would get a phone call. And the second thing I committed to do was meet with him one-on-one because this is a relational ministry. Just give him the benefit of another person that would hear where he is and then simply ask him, why did you want to meet and what can I do to help you? And I think that profoundly changed my heart first Mm -hmm. because it got the opportunity to enter into another man's story, a perfect stranger that I didn't know, who was simply indicating for a little help in his pilgrimage. And I had the privilege and honor to show up and be there. Mm-hmm. Now, you have met with uh, hundreds of guys. And uh, what have you learned? Or what are you learning? I mean, as you meet with these guys. I'm learning that uh, men are listening to a false voice that says that they can do it alone. Mm-hmm. And I learned that by asking them to tell me about themselves. And when they tell me about themselves, I see that what they do is, well, they're doing it alone. They're trying to do devotion. They're trying to check off that box. They're trying to take a course. They're trying to attend a seminar. They're trying to love their wives in their own power and their own strength. Mm -hmm. And many of the men that indicate an interest for discipleship are exhausted by that kind of pain of being in isolation. And I'm convinced that our relationship with Jesus is a community project. Mm. What I'm learning is, is being able to be as an instrument to help that person in isolation cross that bridge into a small band of brothers, a community of other fellow believers, where he can feel safe to be open, authentic, and genuine 
and be get the help he needs to walk in the truths that we're learning right. in our journeys. Right. So uh, here, here's what I'll, I've sometimes heard this, okay? A guy will go, I've been through discipleship. And I, when I hear that, I'm sitting there thinking, what they're saying is they've been through curriculum. Mm-hmm. Help these guys understand kind of just the, uh, the difference there in terms of discipleship and over, curri- and over curriculum. Yeah. You know, it almost might start with that fella uh, asking him the question, why did you get involved in discipleship in the beginning? Sometimes I think, and I've learned this, that men do things for ulterior reasons and motives, and that includes getting in a discipleship group. Randy and I don't do anything for ulterior motives. <laughs> <laughs> we always have pure motives. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, they say men will do what men will do. Men vote with their feet, and, and that's all true. And that includes getting in a discipleship group. All I'm saying, Bob, is that possibly when someone makes a casual uh, statement like that, that I've checked that box off, Bob. Mm-hmm. There must be more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, personally, that saddens my heart deeply because that's not what Jesus had in mind. Could you imagine any of the 12 apostles making that statement, having been with our Savior mm-hmm. day in and day out, looking at fig trees? Well, heck, the classroom was Jesus's. The, the world was Jesus' classroom. And they spent all that time together. And people witnessed that they, the apostles, they knew that they had been with mm-hmm. him. So that time element and knowing and that love was there, uh, I would say that someone making that statement didn't have a good experience. Mm-hmm. And that's sad, but, uh, you know, we've, we've Randy Saban mentioned many times, we've had a lot of groups and some might be average and others might be a little better simply because that leader has been growing in Christ and his walk and his ability to disciple and love and to be open and authentic, you know, has deeply impacted those men in his group. And so you can't just check off the box. You got to keep pressing forward. So would you say that it's, that it's not about the curriculum? It's absolutely not about the curriculum. And, and I know that this has been discussed often but, uh, yeah. you know, the curriculum is wonderful. We need it. Because look how much truth we would leave out on the road to becoming a mature and equipped follower. Mm-hmm. The elements of, uh, of marriage and parenting. Mm-hmm. My goodness, worldview, knowing God, grace commitments. We need each of those elements. But I think, Bob, the balance is, and, and the, the leadership element is the transition to that organic when a guy doesn't have his Bible that night, and that looks a little bit odd, and, and he doesn't have any notes, and he's, he's sitting there rubbing his palms together, and he's staring at the carpet, and you think that you need to get through the journey material, and you don't see this brother hurting. And that's the side of the groups that I think some people may not experience deeply. It's the nuance, I think, of, uh, of leading a group. I'm leading a, co-leading a group this year, with some, and there's some young guys in it. And this week we were talking about being filled with the Spirit. You know, Randy's got that whole section right. about being filled with the Spirit and everything. And <clears throat> we began talking about that. And one of the guys, young guys, began talking about some new 
this is a new game online. You guys may know it called it's called Destiny. Have you heard mm -hmm. of this? And it's the most ex expensive video or g game ever developed. I think it's like five hundred million dollars they spent to develop it. But he's talking about how he's just addicted to this thing. It is so seductive. It is so, and he's just spending time. Another guy in the group says, "You know what I had to do? I had to put my PS4 up in the attic because I was so addicted to it." And, and it was interesting because we're talking about film, being filled with spirit, and they're talking about gaming. And you're right. So the there's the curriculum, the, the, that part, and here's real life. How do you connect those two? And I yeah. think and a good good group of leaders can think through how do you say what does it look like now to move away from playing this video game at the expense of your wife and kids. It's not a do, white-knuckle it kind of thing. It's a heart change that's needed. Mm -hmm. And you need to be filled with the Spirit. So I think yeah. you connect those two dots, you know. And one other point, too, Randy, I like that connection, is that we say curriculum, but if we changed it to be a person, it would take on a lot more life. Uh, the curriculum is truth, and it's the truth that we need to learn to walk in it, not bury it in our in our knowledge. We need to walk in it. And we need a band of brothers that will love us well enough to help us go to our wives mm -hmm. and ask for repentance. Mm -hmm. That what mm -hmm. I did was wrong. And what I said, the joke at the dinner table, to feed my approval idol at your expense, honey, was wrong. I dishonored and disrespected you. And I had to do that with my wife, Janie. Because I am a middle child of a big family, and I have an approval idol, and I mm -hmm. wear it, and my men know it, and they hold me accountable to that. They say, "Isn't that a little bit have to do with this a little approval mm -hmm. idol?" Now I, I don't like that in my group, <laughs> but they love me enough mm -hmm. to confront me, and then I go Matthew 18, and mm -hmm. I obey, mm -hmm. and I reconcile with my wife. Mm -hmm. That's not all curriculum to you, is it? No, not at all. Can you, before we get too far down, Bob, I want to kind of come back to the very beginning here because I was sitting here as, as we opened up and thinking we had this meeting yesterday we were talking about in the shepherding experience. And in there, people were saying, people want to meet people when they come here to the church. They, they don't want to check a box to get on the website or whatever. They want to meet people. Now, I'm just listening to Jay saying, I meet with guys. If they check the box and put the form, I'll meet with them. So would you... If I, like, next week had five guys and I would send them to you, you'd meet with every one of them? Yeah. If I had ten guys? If it's on the planner, it gets done. It's just an hour. Yeah. And I got to eat, so I just yeah. figure out where they eat and I meet them there. It's yeah. not that complicated. I mean, I'm just thinking, what a dramatic resource for us. And I, I, just for me to be reminded of that. And guys, as you're listening to that, you may be thinking, I know a guy or I think a guy. or maybe, And maybe you just say to yourself... Hey, I'm just going to refer them to Jay. I'm going to hook, hook them up by, by email with Jay McDivitt. Here's Jay's email, uh, friend Joe Blow, whatever your name is. Here's Jay. Jay will connect with them and meet with them. That's, that sounds pretty simple to me for a guy to do who maybe doesn't have time, doesn't know how, whatever it might be, that you're the guy that's willing to say, man, I'll, I'll eat with them, not eat with them, swim with them, drink with them. Well, maybe not drink adult beverages, but whatever with them. Coffee, whatever, whatever with them. I'll do whatever with them. That's huge. It's fun for me, Randy. I, I, I just enjoy it. And I, I'm right into the sweet spot of my gift mix, my mm -hmm. leadership exhortation and administration. I mean, there's nearly uh, 850 men active in our discipleship groups. Mm -hmm. And as, 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 as Christ leads that changed heart and transformations taking place, 
that's being shared and others are sharing it. And so it's the method and process that our Lord Jesus gave us. Concentrate on a few and build deep in their hearts towards maturity in Christ. And when they get there, that they can go and give it to others. That's awesome. So I'll get a referral fee from any man who emails Jay within the next 24 hours. If you listen to the tape, I get a, a something from Jay McDivitt. I don't know what it is, but he'll give it to me. Yeah. All right. That's good. Well. That's good. Well, let me ask you, uh, you know, when we, we let me get back to the curriculum here for a second. I know it's not about the curriculum. But we tell people, we want you to use the journey. Okay. And it's nothing against anything else. But we are intentional of this. We, we do want people to use the journey. So I understand it's not about the curriculum, but in some ways it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, help, help us understand what is the, you know, in terms of the curriculum, why is it that we, we want people to use that? Well, as uh, I said earlier, we use a curriculum and this is important, so that we don't leave any truth out. Mm -hmm. Remember, we are on a journey towards maturity in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And there is a road and a path that's been defined, that's been proven. So we have all those elements. So we want to use the curriculum kind of like a railroad track, okay? If the engine jumps off the track, it's not a useful engine. So it's got to stay on the track, the track of truth, Mm -hmm. truth leading down the road, to maturity in Christ so that we can go and give it away. But the key is, is that the, the engine and the cars behind the engine are the larger story that are riding on that track. And that's the organic side mm. of life on life. And you know, Bob, I mean, let's say you got four or five men or women in, in, in a group that are faithful, committed to this is what I want. I want to, I want to, I want to walk in these truths and I need help. You know, part of that lesson is that they've already done the lesson. I'm, I'm always confused by a leader who thinks that he or she needs to go over the whole lesson again mm-hmm. with five mm-hmm. or six people in their group. I, I don't understand that. Uh, why not have a faithful band of brothers or sisters and just simply do this? What was the big idea in the truth lesson this week? Mm-hmm. Mike, what about you? John, Corey? Rick, you're not saying much. What about you? What really tripped your trigger? What was the big idea? Right. Now, guys, let me ask you this. How does that touch your heart? What is God saying to you as you studied that truth about your life right now in this moment? Mm-hmm. What's stirring? What is he whispering to you about that truth? Positive or negative? Mm-hmm. Let's share. Now, that can take another 20 minutes. But then here's the third thing. How can we in this group help you take that next step mm-hmm. in this truth? And I've always experienced this, and, and many other leaders have shared the same thing. It's funny how God's sovereignty allows someone in the group to be a little better at the truth than someone else in the group who isn't. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Corey, could you help Mike with repenting to your wife? Mm-hmm. Why don't you model for him what you do? Mm-hmm. Or if we're looking at how to devotion, everyone thinks everyone is... 30, 40-year-old knows how to have a personal devotion. We just assume that. You ought to be amazed at finding out how many men can articulate how to have a personal quiet time. Well, Corey, why don't you show John what you do? And so we begin to share that. The point, what I'm saying is, 
I think that if everyone's done the lesson, the lion's share of the discussion would say, how did that truth touch your heart? What are you struggling with about that truth? And how can we help you as a brothers and love you well? Right. I think when I think about uh, the curriculum, that uh, one of the things that I've been guilty of is trying to do too much mm. in the meeting, uh, trying to over in, go over too much, and uh, and I think the big idea is so important. It's been very helpful just to kind of have that template of what you just shared. So that's that's very helpful. We uh, we teach in leadership training on Sunday a very cool tool that really is just one sheet. There's a truth, there's a, an equipping, an accountability, mm -hmm. an M, and an S for supplication. Mm -hmm. And there's just about enough room under each one for one or two questions about that section. Mm -hmm. And we say to the leaders, do your lesson, and when God gives you a question about that, write down the question. And then simply, when you have your, your time to, to discuss the truth, the journey curriculum, just read your question and let them respond to it. Mm -hmm. And maybe something will trigger your spirit and say, Mike, would you be willing to talk a little bit more about that? Your voice sort of trailed off as you mm -hmm. were sharing. And I was curious, is there something more that you'd like to share about that? And if a brother in the group opens up and he becomes authentic and genuine, you know, you might just look over at another one of your brothers and say, hey, Corey, how did you just experience what Rick mm -hmm. just shared? Does that have any relevance in your life? And you simply facilitate a discussion, letting the truth be the murmur and the cause for mm -hmm. people to share their hearts. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you have a one-sheet piece of paper in the questions, your distraction of rifling through your journey material doesn't become a distraction. Mm -hmm. You can look at another brother, you can read his body language, and you can see that he's struggling when you're not focused on your journey material. Mm -hmm. We've had wonderful success with that. It's just a great little tip there. That's great. Okay. Um, anything else you'd want to say to these guys? These are, you know, who, who listens to this are deacons, elders, some of these guys, and no, no shame, no embarrassment or whatever, are currently leading discipleship groups. Some of them are not. Some of them are using the journey. Some of them are not. So what would you, anything you want to, I mean, what would be a word of encouragement for them just in general? Kind of, kind of. I can kind of think of one thing in my mind, but I want to hear from you first and then I may add something at the, at the end of that. To, to I really appreciate that, Randy. Um, and it's had, I've had to find it in my own life that it's not about a curriculum. It's about mm -hmm. a person, and his name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he gave us a method and a process. I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with Perimeter Church or even Randy Pope. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus' method and his process. Mm -hmm. Concentrate on a few and build deep in their hearts mm -hmm. and point them to Christ. And if we're just humble and we're broken over our sin, and we're willing to share and be open, honest, and transparent, you'll have a group that won't be work. It'll be the biggest adventure of your life. Well, it's interesting. That, that tags into maybe my clothes here is that, um, yeah, I would say to guys who maybe are not in a group right now or not leading a group, uh, you probably know you can remember when you were or when you did. Uh, yeah, there's a little work and effort. you got to get up early in the morning or late night or whatever it might be, but... But the benefits far outweigh the cost. 
there, there, there's this deep sense and rich community that comes along with uh, guys being in a discipleship group. There's a benefit to us, even guys who've been around for a long time, uh, just to be back in a group and be with some guys and be with some younger guys, be sharing. I think it's a helpful thing. So, Jay, brother, we appreciate you. Amen. I hope you get a bunch of calls, man, a bunch of emails after this one gets out there. And, and you uh, just have to share your proceeds with Bob I, Carter. I will share my proceeds Amen. with Bob Carter. Uh, it's a two-to-one split that we have. I get two. He get, For every two I get, he gets one. So, well, thank you guys for listening to uh, One for the Road. We're so glad that you guys have subscribed, those of you who have. If you haven't, you go to iTunes, subscribe to One for the Road podcast, and you'll pick us up as we push something out there once a month and maybe even more often than that. Who knows? How, how much energy that we have as we go forward. But uh, thanks so much for listening this time. We will catch you next time.